Up next on Central Parish Radio's podcast, Fasting 101. Do listen and don't forget to subscribe to Central Parish Radio's podcast. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We welcome you to today's episode of Fasting 101 on Central Parish Radio. I am your host, Joyce Ukweku, and our theme on today's episode is healthy fasting, and we'll be focusing on healthy living during and after a fast. Today, we have a medical professional who will throw more light on healthy fasting in the person of Dr. Becky Adeyemi. Hello, Dr. Becky. Hello, good evening, and thank you for having me. All right. So, Dr. Becky is a medical professional. Specifically, she's a practicing gynecologist. She's also a sister in Christ, a member of Christ Embassy, serving in the music ministry and as part of the medical team in her local assembly. And we're so happy and grateful to have her join us today. Now, as you all know, we're all fasting in the Redeemed Christian Church of God. And even if you're not a member of RCCG, you probably or most likely are fasting as it is the beginning of the year. Even if your church happens to not be fasting right now, at some point in the year, you're certainly going to fast, as we already know. And we heard from our lead pastor last week about the benefits of fasting regularly as a Christian. The Bible also emphasizes in Third John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. So spiritual prosperity is important. The body prospering, physically being fit is also important. Of course, we all know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, so we must treat it with care and treat it well, which is why we're going into today's very special session. But first, Dr. Becky will be asking and looking at general healthy tips. In your opinion or from your experience, what general healthy tips, particularly those that are unknown or are frequently ignored, would you say are very essential for longevity? Okay, thank you. Um, tips for, you know, fasting. I mean, healthy tips for fasting. Um before a fast starts, usually you should mentally prepare yourself for the fast and decide um, if you're the one that is deciding the um, time of fast, then you decide what type of fast and what routine of fast you want to have. But seeing as the fast or the one we're talking about now is organized by the church, so you don't have much say in the time or the duration of the fast. But first thing first is to prepare yourself mentally for the fast and having done that then you decide how long you want to fast for and um, having done that as well you now um, decide on what to do or what not to do now what to do for in a fast for longevity is one you should um, in terms of food now you, the things that you need to avoid or minimize before you start a fast and um, I'll just call out some of them there are many but I'll call out just some now when it comes to food you need to reduce um, add sugar to your meal you know and most of the sugars are like brown sugar cane sugar you know that helps you it um, helps you to prepare your body for fasting 
Now, second thing you need to do, um, or second things you need to minimize before you fast start is you reduce highly processed foods. Foods that are highly processed come with a lot of um, ingredients that contain added sugars and unhealthy fats. So you need to reduce, you need to reduce those. And then you need to reduce the amount of caffeine you take, even though some caffeine is good for fasting, but too much of it is bad. So you need to reduce that before you embark. And then if you're the type that take alcohol, you also need to reduce your alcohol intake to a minimum of at least maybe that would give you seven calories per gram per day. Then um, other things that you now need to do to help you in your fast, to increase longevity, one, you need to um, eat lots of food that contain non-caloric vegetables, and those would be like our legumes, the vegetables, green vegetables, um, broccoli, if you you are opportunity to be able to, you know, get them and eat them. Then you also need to take, you also need to look at your electrolytes and majorly sodium and magnesium because those are the ones that essentially your body needs and are depleted during fasting. So you need to uh, make those up if you, if you have a problem with them. Uh, and if you don't, during the fast period, you need to also take more of those. So that would come in as supplements that you need to take because they're needed for metabolism and maintenance of um, hydration and transport of nutrients um, in the body. They're also required for muscle function. Otherwise, you get very tired during a fast. You know? And then you need to also keep up on your exercise. Uh, it, you don't have to go on um, rigorous exercises, but just if you've been doing exercises before, you continue with those. The first period is not when you start a new exercise routine. So you just, but you need it to maintain your body metabolism during the fast. So those are the things that you need to do to help uh, you during a fast and for longevity. Okay, so thank you. Um, you've talked about taking some things in, keeping some things out. But generally, what practices can we imbibe before and after a fast to ensure that we are at our best physically, besides just our food? I like that you mentioned exercise and not starting, that's not the time to start some kind of new exercise or try out some new um, form of physical workout. I like that you mentioned that. So what else can we do before and after a fast just to keep fit as well? Basically, before a fast, are the things that I, um, I just mentioned. I also mentioned after a fast. There is, there's really a lot to do depending, first of all, when you want to start a fast, you have to consider your health status, first of all. If you have conditions that, there's certain chronic conditions, medical conditions that would um, preclude you from taking a fast. Okay. Or that would make you reduce your fast period mm-hmm. and again before you want before you start on a fast if you have health issues you need to speak to the doctor so that they can help you mm-hmm. know whether the fast is what you should embark on depending on the type of fast and whether you should or shouldn't even at all you mm-hmm. know embark on a fast 
Okay. So those are the things that yes, you you need to do. Basically, for a fast one, if you have health conditions, get a go ahead from your doctor, um, or whether you should or shouldn't, and then to build up on if you have deficiencies, if you know, build them up. If you don't know, maintain a healthy eating lifestyle um, practice such that during that fast it will not count to you as negative. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then after a fast, or rather when you're on the fast, things you do when you're on the fast, when you're on the fast, you when you have your breaks, you make sure that you eat food. Now, the, the what we try to do, or what is healthy, is that you take foods that would require your body to move from using... Um, carbohydrates as a source of energy to using fatty acids that are stored in your body. Okay. Because that's what happens during a fast. During a fast, you're not taking in calories. Okay. So your body needs to use up something. So what it does is that it uses up the stored fats. That's what is, we call ketosis. Okay. So you need to have prepared yourself before the fast so that this happens during the fast and it does not count as negative to your body. And then after the fast, you eat up to store up more of your proteins to enable you have that ketosis. Okay, thank yes. you. So, in your opinion, should senior citizens fast? Let me start from there. Okay, well, um, there isn't any age limit to who should fast or who shouldn't fast, really. Okay. But, like I said earlier on, for senior citizens now, you know, they have health challenges and issues because of aging. Yes. So for those ones, they still need to get a go ahead based on the health challenges that they have. Either whether they're, for example, diabetics or they're hypertensive, which are conditions that come up as you age. So they need to get themselves to a place where their blood sugar is properly controlled, their blood pressure is con properly controlled. Because with fasting, you'd have issues with control of blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So I can't say that they shouldn't fast. But I would say that it is not wise for them to fast for a protracted period of time. Okay. Yes. And I would also advise that they sit with their health care pro um, provider and then walk through their their issues, their medical issues, because their fasting has to be individualized. So he, the, their care provider knows what problems they are, what health challenges they have, and help them manage it so that they can have, they, they won't have complications during and after the fast. We're going to go from one end of the spectrum to the other. We've talked of the elderly. Now we want to speak of the very young. I want to speak about children and fasting you've already said that um there really isn't an age limit per se or age restriction on fasting so mm. children can fast yes yes children can even though mm. even though we don't recommend that children should fast now okay. we usually will say children less than 10 years mm. shouldn't be shouldn't be made to fast okay because children are, are young and they're still, they're still growing. Mm. 
So they have a very high metabolic um, rate. Right. So when you make them not fast, they burn off fast quickly. Okay. And and also the the nutrients that is required for them to grow, they're not taking it. Yes. So their growth, they can have some challenges with growth uh, where you start having stunted growth, particularly if the fast is a protracted fast. Okay. Yeah, an extended one. Okay. Hypothetical situation: children above ten. Then, um, I'm a parent. I want my child to start fasting. I think the child understands the spiritual implications, and I want to start grooming them in the way of the Lord, particularly yeah. with a fast. What should I do to ease them into it so that they get the spiritual benefits and it's stress-free for them, considering they are young age? They're already above ten, like you have advised. Well. At well, if, even though we say above 10, children less than 10 can fast. It's yes. just that you have to ease them into it. Gently and watch it, yeah. Yeah, so for, for some people have their kids, um, particularly if they've been trained in the world, like you said, from an early age, mm. they by four, they introduce them into fasting. But the fasting is short. Yes. It can be like you skip breakfast, mm. then you eat lunch. Lunch. Yes. But for, we, we don't recommend that they should go on long, dry fast or protracted periods of fasting. Okay. You know? Yes. So you can you can ease them in. Um, maybe ask, let them, uh, example, they wake up in the morning. If we're eating breakfast at eight or nine or yeah, thereabouts, mm. and you don't you don't give them the food eight or nine, you wait until like twelve. Okay. So that way their body eases into it, you know, um, easily and gradually, such that it now does not tell on their health. Health. Okay. This has been interesting, but we have to go for a commercial break. We'll be right back on Fasting 101 with Dr. Becky Adeyemi. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Okay, we're back from that break and we're still having Dr. Adeyemi with us speaking on fasting the healthy way. Welcome back, everybody. So now we're going to be talking about dry fast. That is when you, you know, don't consume anything, any food. You don't break at, at the usual um, 6 p.m. You just go on. I think people can have it for three days. Some have gone as far as 40 days and so on and so forth. So, doctor will be asking now, for someone that wants to fast for the very first time, try a dry fast for the very first time, just feels I'm good to go. I want to connect to the heavens. I think I am ready. I can stay away from food. I have spoken to my flesh. I have prayed. I have prepared myself. I am ready. I have put aside all distractions. What should they do to not harm themselves? trying a dry fast for the first time. Okay. <laughs> well, for someone who's not used to fasting or who has never done a dry fast, 
Um, it is not recommended, really. That's that's what you should start with. Okay. It is rec because you see your body is just like when you want to start exercise for the first time. You don't just go to the gym and start lifting a fifty kg weight. <laughs> You know, it would harm your body, mm. or you don't start by running a sprint when you haven't even started work. Mm. So if you want to um, embark on a drive fast and you've never done it before, my advice would be to start on an intermittent fast first. Okay, explain to our listeners what an intermittent fast is. Okay, intermittent fasting is. When you fast for a certain period of time and then you eat for a certain period of time. Now, there are different um, intermittent periods of fast. Okay. And you'd have, um, there are, you can do the 16 6. Um, the 16 means you fast for 16 hours. Okay. And then the remaining 6 hours, you eat whatever it is you want to eat. Okay. Yeah. And then you have the, there's some that are 14, 8, same thing, 14 hours fasting, 8 hours of eating. Okay. Now, some would do, you can either do that or you do the 24-hour fast and then you break and you eat or you do, you, you fast and, um, and then you break and, and then you do that maybe twice a week because it's not something you're used to. You don't do it every day. Okay. Otherwise, your body, because you see, you've not prepared your body right. for that kind of exercise. Mm. So you need to prepare your body for that kind of exercise. Otherwise, you would harm the body. Okay. So my advice would be start like that and ease your body into fasting, the concept of fasting. Let your body get used to it. Then you can now go on your dry fast. Now, before you embark on a dry fast, it is advisable to build up on stores. That would be eating right, you know, eating more of proteins so that your body can have something to use during the fast period. Some people, even during that dry fast, will say you can take water. Mm. Yeah, and yes, you can take water. And you can take black tea without sugar. You can also take light coffee. Okay. That would also give your body um, energy required to sustain you during that period. Okay. Advice. At what point should someone know, uh-oh, these are dangerous signs, I should probably pause my fast or stop altogether, whether dry or regular fast? At what are the signs? At, at what point? When I start seeing visions or seeing people with seven <laughs> heads, at what point do I know this fast is becoming a little detrimental to my physical body? Yeah, your body would definitely give you signs when it's not doing well. So you'd have, um, aside from the tiredness and then headaches, because fasting also can give you some headaches. But when the headaches become persistent and really very bad, then you should know you should stop. Or when you start um, having the sensation, the perception that you might pass out, then that means you're really very low on glucose and you should stop as well. And um, also, now, um, people, certain people, um, fasting can cause and, and heightened in um, gastric inflammation of the lining of the stomach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that would, is also a sign because you start having what we call epigastric pain, the pain in the center of the lower part of your chest, in the center point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and 
yes, that should help you. You should know that you should stop. Some people develop um, gallstones, gallbladder issue when they Wow, fall. really? Um, yes, and one of the signs, the way you know, you can see your gallbladder. So the way you know is that pain I just described. Okay. Gives you yes, so you should stop, yes. Okay. And at what point do we know that we are just deceiving ourselves because we're lazy and we don't want to fast and we are we are blowing the symptoms, should I say, out of proportion in our heads because secretly we don't really want to fast. <laughs> well, I guess nobody should, nobody, well, nobody should make you, force you to fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're going to fast, you're fasting for yourself. Yes. You must, you must know why you're fasting. Mm-hmm. What's your aim? Why do, why do you want to embark on this fast? You know, what are your goals? If you do not have those, then it's futile to fast. Exactly, yes. And just starving yourself. So, except if your goal is to starve yourself. <laughs> but if your goal, if your goal is to attain spiritual growth, mm. if your goal is to attain, some people have goals of weight loss. Mm, so, even strange. though they want a spiritual growth, they also want to use that period to lose weight. To lose weight. Some <laughs> so you have to have if you do not have a goal and this is basic for life if you don't have a goal and a purpose then you won't be able to achieve anything whatever it is you're doing you're just repeating because you don't have a direction direction yeah but when you have a direction then it helps you it motivates you it pushes you to want to reach that goal that you have written out for yourself or you've amassed for yourself so if you have a goal of your fasting then you would you would you would want to, you know, achieve that goal. But if you don't have, then of course, like you rightly said, you just be deceiving yourself and following everybody. everybody. Mm. And following the crowd does not take you anywhere. Mm. Well said, Doctor. Well said. Are there any common misconceptions on fasting and food that we should know? Um, things people think are not okay that are okay, or things people think are okay and are absolutely not okay. I've heard people um, kind of cringe at the thought of sipping little water during a fast. But we heard last week that you need not to be dehydrated. But of course, you're not deliberately stuffing yourself with water. So are there any misconceptions on fasting and food and drink? No, well, like you said earlier on, some people feel that when you're fasting, you stay away from everything. Mm. But you need to remain hydrated. You know, yeah. and also some people think that don't put anything in your mouth. So if you see someone fasting and says it's chewing gum, <laughs> then they tell the person that this one has broken his fast. But it's not usually. It's not. It shouldn't be like that. Yeah. Now, if you're fasting, you should you should be able to hydrate, particularly when you know mm. that because there are signs of hydration, dehydration. dehydration. There are signs of dehydration, and those signs are you you get confused, you know, mm. you, you won't be able to, your mentation won't be very good. good. You tend to forget things, you cannot, um, when you're thinking through a thing, you can't think through clearly. So you know, yeah, that dehydration is setting in, you know, and then of course your mouth will be very dry and all that. So you should be able to keep up on hydrating yourself. So you can drink sips of water, you can even use ice cubes. Okay. Oh. You can just put an ice cube in your mouth. That hydrates you somewhat and dries your and wet your throat. Truth. You can chew gum. I think yes. 
Yeah, I was going to say that I expect a lot of emails and WhatsApp messages from listeners saying, "Gum, no, no, no," because I've wondered a little bit about mints because sometimes you are sitting with people and then your breath is all stinky now because you've been keeping your mouth closed or, or even if you are praying, but still water hasn't come in, gone in and done its thing. So I've wondered a little bit about mints and then freshening your breath is that crossing the line and now you're saying gum i'm like okay people are going to call in later and say, ah, ah. <laughs> that's, that's really the purpose mm-hmm. now like i said you're not starving yourself yes you are removing such things that are, are uh, can be constituted or can constitute a distraction yes food is a distraction it's a distracting from spiritual goals. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why the fast is, you know, most people say fast is from food because it's really a very big distraction. And imagine you're hungry in church and and um, the pastor is ministering. You are likely not to hear anything. <laughs> True. The younger part, you're just hearing food, food, food. So when you when a fast is also a training spiritually. So when you, you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to fast from food, it, it's a spiritual training you are embarking on such that these things, you it's like putting your body under subjection. Yeah. You're doing. So it, as you're putting your body under subjection, you also don't want to, um, it, it's, not a, it's not a religious thing. No. So you need to, like you said, you need to keep your breath fresh because you don't want to be, you know, when you're fasting, you're not, there's certain kind of fast, truly, where you uh, withdraw from people, mm. withdraw from the world. Yes, in those instances, you can do that. But when you still, when you still have to converse with people, you still have to go to work, you still have to, you know, you need to not make yourself an irritant. Yes. Other people, and your face shouldn't even show that. Oh, wow, well, I'm done and out and fasting, like Isaiah says, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's fasting. No, you are, you are communing mm. with God, you're, you're letting the Holy Spirit have the whole of you, so your spiritual antenna is sharpened mm. from Him. So those are so those are the things that people say don't do that. I think you should, I think you should do. But again, it de- it depends on your purpose of the fasting, what you want to achieve. Yes. Yeah. Then, like you said, drink lots of water, hydrate. Now, the the those are the things that you should do that people say you shouldn't do. And then there's other certain other things that people say I don't do during a a fast. Um, they might say I don't. So I've heard people say don't exercise during a fast, you get tired on time. <laughs> but no, you, you it it keeps you if some people okay, for example, let me give an example now. If you notice, if you're fasting and you're active at work, yeah. you don't get tired. Mm-hmm. You don't get tired. Rather you, you even feel more energized. Yeah. Really. That's because exercise releases certain hormones. That keeps you now most reduces hunger pangs and then keeps you healthy and keeps you going. Going, yeah. So that's one thing that people say don't do that. You should, you should do, but Definitely. also that's do we fight. care? Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Do we care? Yeah. Okay. One more thing: um, should pregnant women fast? Pardon? Should pregnant women fast? 
again, there are no do's and don'ts. Pretty. Yes. What we advocate as medical practitioners is safety. Okay. Is safety. Now, the reason why I might say I would rather you don't fast mm. if you have not been fasting before is because during pregnancy, your metabolic um, rate or metabolism is high as well. Okay. Again, you you are feeding two people. Mm. Now, the second person you're feeding is in quotes a parasite. It will take all it needs and leave you with nothing. Oh, wow. So if you're fasting as a pregnant woman, the baby would take every single calorie, food, glucose, anything. Hmm. It will take it to itself first before you. So at this point in time, you would have heightened symptoms. You might even be putting your own health and the health of your baby. Actually, okay. Yes, so if you are not the type that used to fast before, if you're you, the type that used to fast, you know, your body is used to it. Your body has acclimatized itself to these periods of not eating. So then you might be able to do it. But again, you should be careful not to do it for a long time. Time, okay. Extended fast, I will not advise a pregnant woman to go on. No. Okay. If she wants to fast, she can do the intermittent fasting, but not the, the extended fast. Extended one. Okay, do you have any other general um, health tips for our listeners, or are we good? Well, I, I would just say that um, we we as Christians know the essence of why we fast. Yeah. And the essence is for spiritual growth. You know, and there's certain things, really, that if you do not fast and pray, you're not likely to get mm. or to have a better understanding and knowledge spiritual-wise. So fasting is very good for a Christian. Yes. Fasting is one of the ways in which your relationship with God gets better because it also it helps you to hear clearly from God and it helps you to recognize the voice of your Father. And it helps you to hone your um, your your response or ability for you to discern the, the voice of the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. So first thing is fasting is good, and I'll, I encourage every every Christian. Yeah. So outside of the times that are chosen by the church, church. pick mm. a time for yourself to fast. You just want to, you know, for spiritual growth, you want to pick a time and and do it. But do it also with wisdom, because when you're fasting from food or gadget or clothes, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> when you're fasting from those things. There has to be because when you're fasting, I the way I look at fasting is it looks like it is it's a vacuum I'm creating. Mm. I need something in that vacuum. Vacuum, yes. Now what I, what can I put in that would make me better than when I started the fast? Uh. It's to work good and praying. Yes. So if you're fasting, don't just say okay, this is called for a fast and then you don't eat and then you go go about your work and do everything but you never create time for praying. Praying. Mm. You need to create time to pray while you're fasting. You also need to create time to study God's word while you're fasting, because in that place is where enlightenment comes. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Doctor, for your time and your words of wisdom. You heard it here. Coincidentally, when we went on a little commercial break, I was talking to her, and she stressed something that in the Bible it's 
actually ordered as prayer and fasting, which I thought was interesting because I don't think I've ever noted it. You know, some of these phrases, we already have a um, preset uh, mind of how it is, and it's not fasting first. So prayer should be above all very important during this time that we're setting apart as a church and even, of course, during our own personal um, fasting time. All the things she has said, I believe you've listened and noted, and whatever you've missed, you can download from our podcast just look out for central parish radio's podcast and you'll see the episode there shortly to download listen and learn thank you so much dr adeyemi one more time for your time we really really appreciate you god bless you amen thank you for having me yes and our dear listeners we thank you for listening do join us next week on fasting 101 have a wonderful wonderful day amen we hope you were blessed by this podcast. You can send feedback and inquiries to centralparishradio at gmail.com. Do subscribe to receive notification of new episodes. Thank you.